This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Sitting in for Tom Bernard, I'm Dave Schrader along with. Pete Lee, also sitting in for Tom Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> we are all sitting in for Tom Bernard today. JB. Melissa Kirk. Andy Rand Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. Stay tuned. We've got the comedy stylings of Pete Lee next right here on the Tom Bernard Show. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. (laughs) We're back. This is the Tom Bernard Show. I'm Dave Schrader. Tom will be back with you on Monday. Joining me now live in studio... Comedian Pete Lee, he'll be at Acme Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. There are just a few tickets that remain for the 1030 show, just a few. So if you want to get out, have a little fun this weekend, make sure you check out the show's 1030, and then make sure you go out and see Ida on, on Sunday at 7. Yeah, that's our our tickets are selling so well that I want to just promote her stuff. That was very nice. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Make sure to mention Ida's show. Yeah, we can do whatever you want. Yeah, she's my good friend, and um, yeah, we ran into, into now, each other. Now, is she your good friend, or is she a Hollywood good friend? Meaning you've seen her once, <laughs> and you nodded politely from yeah. across the um, bar. Yeah, babe. I admire your work. Uh, no, we, I mean, I, we're both seller comics in New York because we both go back and forth between L.A. and New York all the time. So, uh, I don't know, like, there's this kinship, you know, like, the um, the Friars Club really isn't a thing anymore. It's really yeah. the, you know, if you're in the cellar, you're you're in this, you know, fraternity, sorority thing. Uh, it, it, yeah, she's, we, we really are close. We've, we've hung out with each other for hours and hours and hours and it's on end, you know, at night, but... Um, no, no hanky panky, babe. Um, <laughs> well, it was it was uh, released last week on uh, last month on Netflix. Ray Romano yeah. did a special at the Comedy Cellar. Yeah, he, he did a half hour at the original location and then left the building and went because they have like an offshoot around. And he kept saying around the corner, and he went. Walked a couple of blocks, went around the corner, and did another half hour. And then he finished it were by... Were either one of them funny? Yes, they were very funny. Right. And then it finished with um, uh, him eating pizza with his real kids. <laughs> At the cellar table? Uh, it was some pizza joint in between the two. Oh, yeah, mm. Ben's. Yeah, Ben's Pizza. That, um, 
Yeah, the, I, I haven't seen Ray's special yet, but that's, I mean, that's what you can do. The cellar has, uh, they have three rooms. They have the, the comedy cellar, they have the village underground, and then they have the fat black pussycat. And uh, and so, like, like when I, I know, <laughs> these are all reputable rooms. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> um, Hello, everybody. Welcome to the fat black pussycat room. <laughs> we take comedy seriously here. Um, but, yeah, like, when I get ready for the Tonight Shows, they, um, they put me up in all their rooms for all the shows. So I ended up doing nine shows that night where wow. I get to wow. warm up the set. And uh, whenever I, by the time I get to the Tonight Show, I feel so comfortable because, you know, the cellar is a room that I used to feel really scared performing in. And so it's like if you can do the set nine times there, you know, where you're following, you're literally like following like Chris Rock and Amy Schumer and, you know, Louis, even though he died. But um uh, I thought that'd get a laugh, but um, <laughs> uh, but you're following all these really great comedians with that set. So if it can follow that, it can go up on the Tonight Show. So you do Tonight Show. How intimidating is it that first time? Um, it's I mean it's pretty intimidating, but the Jimmy Fallon makes it much better. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, I was really nervous to go there, and then they had this thing called Pup Quiz on that show the first time that I was there, where they have like they have like 50 puppies, and they they play this game show where the puppies are involved. And so Jimmy greeted me at the elevator, and he's like, "Hey, Pete, thought you might be nervous to do the show. Do you want to hold a puppy?" And like <laughs> so, like right away, you're like you know the host of the show that you feel like you could be afraid of is our you know is like handing he's you a on puppy. Your side already. Yeah. yeah, that's great. And then he hangs out in the green room with you and just makes you feel comfortable because I remember when I did David Letterman when you walk out mm -hmm. on stage you're like oh my god Dave's over there right. and but when you do Fallon you're like oh that's my pal Jimmy and those are my friends the roots you know <laughs> and yeah. you, you just feel really comfortable you know the whole time but uh, I also take this uh, my girlfriend's a psych nurse practitioner and I take this drug called propranolol when I do yep. big things sure. it's a beta blocker and um it's actually like a heart rate medication that they figured out lowers your anxiety because like uh, like you can have you can have anxious thoughts like like oh my god this is crazy but your body's like I'm not coming with you <laughs> you know like if somebody was shooting you with a machine gun you'd be like cool bullets like wow <laughs> oh my god look at that blood spatter they're gonna have a lot to clean up um, so. Like I've a lot of times, friends will be like, "You look so comfortable when you're, you know, when you're on there." And I'm like, "Well, it's the comedy cellar warming up and doing all that preparation, but it's also propranolol." <laughs> I cheat. It's miracles. Yeah. Is that what you're on, propranolol? No, that's the one I've been trying to get you to get on for yeah. your migraines because it's supposed to help with migraines. Migraines. Anxiety, I take it for migraines. Call. Actually. Oh, do you really? Yep. Yeah. Every day. How does it? How does it work for migraines? It just you still have does. You're just like, wow, this migraine. Is good. <laughs> they, they must have figured that out a long time ago because that's what my mom takes for her migraine. She she had migraines like she's had them since she was like 12, and uh -huh. to the point where she can't function at all. Mm. Um, within like six hours, if she doesn't take that medication, she has a migraine for the rest of the day, even after she takes it. So like wow. she can't go like six hours into the day without taking it. Otherwise, she's basically screwed. Wow, see, I'm, That's I am with Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have them right away in the morning. The rest of the day is done. Yeah, and see, I'm lazy, so I think I'm going to start faking migraines. Like, oh, I just can't do anything today. I have this migraine. <laughs> People will be like, why are you smiling? I'll be like, I smile through it. Right. It's not smiling, it's a wince. Yeah. Pete, Pete, you're giving away your secret, though. Yeah. She's going to ask you to do something, and you'll say that, and she'll go, eh. You already said she's a psych nurse, so she's going to know when he's pulling the shenanigans anyway. Yeah. She 
she well i mean she like interviews people for a living you know like like high level liars you know yeah. and um <laughs> so drug seekers, so the high rollers yeah. of the liar community yeah oh, so great. i can't get anything past her and i don't even try i don't well, know they were i uh, saw something on uh, news here lately the people that next have to go after is people who are getting prescriptions for their animals mm-hmm. yep. and then taking them themselves like they'll go in and f- say my dog won't move or mm-hmm. can't lay down mm-hmm. it's in so much pain and then they'll get my a dog's script. jonesing really hard right yeah. <laughs> and they'll get a script Hey, man, I need some warmer, right? I just need a little warmer. My dog's going nuts, man. I need some puppy propranolol. <laughs> puppy uppers and doggy downers. Is that what you need? Yeah. Oh, my that's God, that's funny. That, like, I mean, are dogs, like, do they prescribe opiates for dogs? Yes. Is that yeah. yeah. Yeah, really. That's, and that's what they're doing it for, is for pain medication. My buddy's wife is a vet. And he gets kidney stones a lot. And uh-huh. I don't know if you've ever had kidney stones. Luckily, no. But it's, it's oh. I guess, the most violent, horrific thing <laughs> in the history. Of, yeah, the stand-up comedian's <laughs> in the house. He's yeah. been struggling with wanting to just hold the mic. Yeah, yeah. But- I... Yeah, I, I, this thing like, I, this mic stand. It's like you have to lean so far forward on the table <laughs> mm-hmm. that it feels uncomfortable, and yeah. this feels better. Now I can lay back because like, look, you're laid back. You're like, yeah, I want to be like you. Yeah, but when I, <laughs> when I go to talk, I always do this. Oh. It comes out, just to let you know. You we, <laughs> we have a friend of the show who, uh, his mic technique, because he's on the morning show, uh-huh. it's Philly, he'll, let me tell you, I'm, uh, <laughs> I don't agree with that. And the more he talks, the further he gets away from it. It's like, Philip, you got to move toward the mic. The, yeah, the soundboard guy is, like, turning it up. Every yeah. time he talks, you hear, like, <laughs> But anyway, I interrupted. I apologize. No, that's fine. I I already forgot what my story was anyway. I just that's I need propranolol to be back on, on topic. Propranolol, yeah, it's propranolol is really great. The only problem is that the the next day you get what is it rebound hypertension? Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that uh, sometimes I like I because I I also have a prescription for clonopin, but you got to be like really like really careful with that stuff. Yeah. If you start taking it more than like two days in a row, you can start feeling dependent. And um, I have friends that have all sorts of terrible side effects from it. But like when I take that for anxiety, or, like I just feel fine the next day. Uh, but with propranolol, sometimes you feel like, like, okay, I took a blood pressure medication yesterday. Yeah. And then a lot of days I have to fly on those days. So I'm already feeling weird. So it like amplifies the jet lag times 10. And then I call her and I'm like, I'm dying. She's like, you're fine. <laughs> I'm like, I need a nurse. She's like, I am one. <laughs> my poor wife has to put up with the uh, nonsense at our home. I, I got up one morning. <clears throat> our, my daughter has diabetes. So I had to get up to go check her blood. And I woke up, and I just had that pasty, dry mouth. And I'm like, God, I, I need gum. And I looked down on the floor, and there's two two pieces of gum, you know, uh-huh. the, the little white gums. I'm like, oh, thanks, um, God, the- right? <laughs> so I reach down. I pick the gum up, throw it in my mouth. I walk in. I take care of my daughter. And as I do, I start sweating. And like my heart starts going crazy, and I'm like, nicotine gum. And I, hey, thanks for the punchline right out of the way. (laughs) (laughs) Who cares about the setup? But yeah, I thought I was physically dying. I said goodnight to my, uh, I said goodnight to my daughter. I went in and laid down for a few minutes, and I told my wife, I'm like, go get the kids. She goes, why? I go, I got to say goodbye. She's like, what? (laughs) I said, no. I said, this, I'm having a heart attack. This is the, I, I was sweating. My heart's going like this, and then finally she goes, what happened? I said, I don't know. I got up. I, I chewed a couple of pieces of gum that I found on the floor, and she looks at me and she goes, "That you what?" <laughs> I found, found, found them on the floor, yeah. and I, I popped them in. 
She goes, dumbass, those are my nicotine gum. They fell out of my, my rope. Oh. You just took like two packs of smokes. <laughs> so I'm chowing on that. I, oh, I thought I was done. And have yeah. you had, like, are you a nicotine person? Do you ever no. smoke? She, no, I, I don't not. smoke either. I, I chew it because I have Crohn's disease. Oh. So it kind of helps. Have you ever heard where people like, oh, if you're ever, you know, constipated, have a cup of coffee and a cigarette and that'll break something loose for uh-huh. you? Because nicotine <laughs> can help stimulate. It's yeah. a stimulant. Honey, what have we said about too much information? <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody talks about it. What have we said? We said what, it's what welcome everybody? on podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but, Save it for the podcast and you're here. Yeah, so especially like after I eat and stuff, I chew a piece of nicotine gum because it kind of keeps things regulated and so I don't have any issues because I deal with chronic inflammation. Yeah. And so that's why I have it. And he, I had it in my bathrobe pocket. And Well, he whipped my bathrobe off the bed for some reason. For sex. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no. Not with her, her bathrobe. <laughs> and a couple pieces must have fallen out and i'm like I, whether it was nicotine why are you eating gum off the floor <laughs> that's what i was thinking <laughs> i know right hey he hey judgy judgy wudgy let's well, back it, up it, andy would never do that because he it, is so worried about germs yeah. <laughs> but it's funny that the three females are, are like why would you do that and what? i bet you pete me and Brendan were all like yeah. Well, that's yeah, our maternal instinct. It has like, a hard candy shell on it. Right. It's not getting yeah. germs. Also, it's your floor. If it was right. like a hotel uh, carpet floor, no way. No. But if it's your floor at home, you're right. like, these are all my germs. Well, and I just figured my cat must have got into one of my packs of gum, messed mm. with it, and knocked it two pieces on the floor. So that was it. It was there was yeah. no brain. Th- everybody's like, you're a, you're a moron. Yeah. <laughs> Cats love gum. You know, like Who like, we they just followed the, the logic paper. trail. It's the crinkle paper that they get. So, now, now I ask him, I'm like, oh, do you want to try this? Oh, no, I don't want to bite. So I want me to throw it on the floor, then will you want it? <laughs> I just start throwing it. But I've throwing broccoli on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> Eat it. Ooh, broccoli. <laughs> and then she, she does ma- medical marijuana to help with some of her, her, her deals. And then one night I had this kicking headache. I go, honey, can I, I, I need a hit. She goes, okay. So she hands me the, the vape pen. She goes in the bathroom without giving me instructions uh. on, that this is a different deal. I go old school. I haven't smoked weed in like 20 years, and I grab it and I go. <laughs> oh no! Oh god! And I held it for like a minute as I'm typing, and all of a sudden everything starts going like this. And I'm like, and she walks out as I go. It's like a Van Halen concert video happening, and she goes, "What did you do?" And I go, "I just took the hit, and literally I just I started the list. I got up and lay down in the bed." I got to give her a lot of credit because I spent the next six hours crying. I'm like, I'm dying. I can't breathe. I'm not breathing. She goes, you're snoring. You're talking. You're breathing. No, I'm not. You're not even paying attention. <laughs> and he oh, starts I like so high. praying to God because he thought he was dying. Yeah, and then oh. I forget halfway through. I'm like, oh, Lord, please get me through this. And let me remember to videotape Ghost Adventures on Friday. That looked like a great episode. I just, oh, it was so horrible. Horrible. I get couch locked on weed sometimes. You know, yes. and, and it's like, you know, if like if you have the pen, you're used to that pen. You, yeah. you know what dosage, you know, you know what's going to freak you out. But then uh, every once in a while after shows, people will be like, hey, do you want to hit this? And then I don't want to seem like a puss, you know, so I right. I hit it. And then I'm just out with people and I'm just like, ah! like, like, <laughs> ah! like, I always say that, like, have you ever seen a cat um, looking through a window at a bird? Yes. Like, I'll be doing like that just at people. I'll be like, I get really weird, and um, uh, 
Um, I don't know if you guys have you guys ever had Ari Shafir on this podcast. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, uh, my friend Ari Shafir, he was like, he was like, you should eat an edible and then go up on an airplane. That's how he talks. Um, yeah. Uh, for the listeners that know him, they're, they're like, oh, that's a great, in- that's a great impression. <laughs> for the rest of us, yeah. it just sounds like you were stalling out. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he sounds like. I'm like Frank Caliendo of only doing impressions of Ari. Um, <laughs> you should smoke marijuana. Um, but he told me that I should go up in an airplane. So I went up in an airplane and I ate it up and then it kicked in. And then this old lady next to me, I thought she was knitting a sweater, but I'm too, I get really polite when I'm high. You know, like I was like, don't look at her work. Like you wouldn't want anybody looking at your work before you're done with it. You know, so I'm like, you can't look at her work. You know? And, um, and then a half an hour later, I realized she was just trying to untangle her headphones. <laughs> So, like, I could have helped this woman. <laughs> she was knitting the whole time. We uh, we need to take a break. We'll come back. Pete Lee, our guest. Check out his website, PeteLee.net. He'll be at Acme tonight, 1030, tomorrow night, 1030. A few tickets still on sale. We'll be right back. A program that benefits the homeowner and not the realtor? Do you want a guaranteed offer on your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl, who has some exciting news to share. Hey, Tom, we are super excited to announce our guaranteed offer program. Here's how it works. If you qualify, we we will guarantee you an offer on your house within 48 hours, which means you could be closing in three weeks. No staging, no cleaning, no decluttering, and of course, no open houses. This is your hassle-free way to sell your home. If you qualify for the program, you will get a competitive offer in 48 hours, period. Sounds like a stress-free way to sell your home. It is, Tom. Some homeowners want the convenience to be able to sell their home quickly without going through the stress of showings, open houses, and so many more headaches, especially if they found their dream home and need to sell fast. You do need to qualify for this program, but that's quick and convenient as well. To see if you qualify for the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate, go to chrislindahl.com right now or call 763-401-SOLD. Once again, that's chrislindahl.com, Chris with a K. If you're tired of feeling frustrated because your clothes don't fit like they used to, then Nutramost is for you. Thanks to the Sheehy brothers and staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I am down 92.5 pounds. The Nutramost program is amazing. I lost over 40 pounds during each of my first two 40-day rounds. You can have great success just like me because Nutramost is customized for each individual person, and the staff at Nutramost will be there for you every step of the way. Start your weight loss journey today and let Nutramost help change your life. Give yourself this wonderful gift or give this program as a present. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Nutramost helped me change my life and they can help you too. Call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. Roll another blunt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. We're back on the Tom Bernard Show. Andy is shaking his head in <laughs> disgust and righteous indignation at our stupidity. I remember this song. Yeah. Did you uh, Did you ever smoke weed? Andy, ever? I had a cookie once. A cookie. Not a weed cookie. I just <laughs> like that cookie a lot. <laughs> um, but, no, I, yeah, I had a cookie with it in it, and it was not pleasant. Why did you eat the whole cookie? Well, I didn't know how much to eat. Right. See, that's one my friend. We're in Universal Studios <laughs> in California. Like, oh, it's one cookie per, right? She's got a foil wrapper. She goes, she's got like four cookies. And I go, what are you guys doing? And they're both over like chipmunking. And I, she goes, oh, you want a cookie? I'm like, yeah. She breaks me off this little piece. And I go, I can handle the whole cookie. <laughs> not realizing what kind of cookie. She goes, not this cookie. And I go, what is it? And I toss it in my mouth. She goes, well, that's an edible. 
And I go, this is an, I can't oh. have a whole, the cookie was this big. I can't handle a whole cookie. She goes, you tell me in 10 minutes. And then we're waiting in line for the mummy ride <laughs> at Universal Studios. I thought I was going to die. I've got that happening a lot in my life. Yes, Peter, really. yeah. <laughs> I'm always stepping off that boundary of fear of death. But when you're riding a ride on an edible and you're not used to that. I mean, I will say this, that when you are actually on your deathbed someday, you'll be like, I've done this. Yeah. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I've done this, this thousands of times. like I expected it to be. <laughs> I'm fine. I've rehearsed a lot. <laughs> but I, I will say that, that like, there's, there's nothing worse than being really high and then being in public and then also waiting in line. Like, um, I got really high and then I, just, I was at a football game and then I was waiting in line uh, at Lambeau Field for, uh, they have like the cheese curds or whatever. Yeah. I think this line because i kept checking my phone and the line took like five minutes it was like the shortest that that line's ever been and in my head i was like this is like an hour <laughs> what's happening like like you even hear you know people talking about the time that's elapsed on the game clock on the tv so like it keeps being reinforced to me that time is not passing slower and i'm like this is insane <laughs> and i'm saying that out loud to the people in front of me and they're like it's actually not bad i'm like what's going on <laughs> but, yeah, I've only had that sensation from a few cigars. Oh yeah, with, from <laughs> we the call nicotine. those blunts, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm nothing added to it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, one time I smoked a cigar and yeah. I was like, I'm gonna throw up now. I'm. I was, and it the was Cubans? It, no, it was no, weird because it was just some cigar. Right, Cuban you never know. cigars. You don't normally. They're very even the dark ones because normally the darker the cigar. The bigger the rush you could possibly have, Cuban cigars are always basically really dark and very mild. But you get some others from other countries, and you never really as they know. get darker, 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 and all of a sudden I'm laying in bed and it's like, why am I sweating? Yep. This, that, and the other. And it's like it's the nicotine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Too much nicotine. Cigars are the real deal. I um. Uh, I was out golfing with buddies, and uh, they were like, "Let's get cigars." So they had some at the pro shop, and then I was like, "I can like I I had like a goal of smoking this whole thing down, and not realizing <laughs> that you can take breaks, you can yeah. oh, you know, yeah. like you oh yeah, it's, it's an it's an evening like the cigar is your evening. It's not like let's just do this in one drag and get the hell out of here. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that it was like an evening stroll that yeah, you were taking. Exactly. I was like Usain Bolt, and I was like... <laughs> and, and not not inhaling, win. but I didn't realize that your mouth absorbs it almost like chewing tobacco. Yeah. Yep. And I was doing the same thing where I was like... Ah. like, like, And I'm golfing, and I'm like, I got a putt now! <laughs> Did they hand you the brandy and you just threw it all down yeah. too? You weren't sipping off it? Just, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Well, I do that. I'm, I'm a whiskey drinker, so mm -hmm. I, uh, I mean, obviously, look at how manly I am. Uh, <laughs> Cowboy Pete. Um, <laughs> um, but no, I, uh, yeah, I, I, last night, these guys from the show, um, they, because I was drinking root beer on stage, and anytime anybody asks you from the crowd, you know, what, what are you drinking? And then I was like, it's root beer. And um, I know from that point on that I'm immediately going to do a shot, you know? Like, right. come on, you can't drink root beer on stage. You got to do a shot. And um, so these guys made me do a shot with them. And uh, uh, the bartender, uh, Nick at Acme, he knows that I can drink whiskey. Like, I drink whiskey 
I can drink a quantity of whiskey that it's like I'm in a spy movie. I'm like James Bond. Right. And I've trained my system to be able to have 20 shots while the other person will die at 12, you know. And um, so he pours me, he pours us all these giant shots of whiskey. And when I, even me, when I was taking it, I was like, this is crazy. And I got done and my, my eyes were watering, which they normally don't. And then I saw these guys, and like their faces were lactating, like they were, like their their noses were running, their eyes were going crazy. And I was like, all right, I still won. And um, right. I told her that story last night. I was like, I won in a man competition. So his his story is that he can drink all of this, and he's still smooth like James Bond. Yeah. Right? So in his mind, he's all, hello, Money Penny, how are you? But is he looking at you, and he's more like, oh, no, no, no. I've never I've never seen him actually like completely intoxicated before. No. And this well, is we after, can like, fix 20 that. drinks. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's a Diet Pepsi bottle that has some sort of rum in it. Oh, can we not say Pepsi? Um, no, we can't. <laughs> it's a Diet <laughs> bottle. Um, no, but I, I, like, yeah, I got, I was going to, um, I told her earlier yesterday that I was, I was like, hey, babe, you got to take an Uber from the airport. And then um, I got all drunk, and I was like, I'm going to go surprise her. And <laughs> I showed up at the airport, and I kissed you. And you're like, wow, you taste like whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here for you, baby. But I want to just surprise your baggage claims. <laughs> <laughs> so whiskey, you can, whiskey is no major effect to you. See, I was that way with tequila in college. Uh, my, my roommates were like, what is wrong with you? I could drink straight out of the bottle. I'd drink the Cuervo Gold Especial, and I would drink down a half a bottle, My and my buddy Tim would do that with uh, Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mix anything else. I was c- cooked, but I could drink tequila and function. And it makes you feel good. Yeah. yeah. I found out well, recently. it makes me feel good might be a different thought. <laughs> I remember getting angry a lot. Of it. That's why I don't drink, because I'm a mean drunk. Oh, you are? Well, I flip. You know, I'm like one of those guys who are like, Pete, you're my best friend. When you look at my wife, I will kill you, right? And it's just, and it, it's that quick of a switch. So I just learned, you know, I'm not a pleasant person. If it if it goes bad, it's going to go bad for all of us. And I punch like a girl, so it's not going to, it's not going to. Stop it, Pete! I like that you're like, I will kill you unless I take, unless I chew some nicotine gum, then I will kill myself. That's my weakness, man. Just but I will kill someone tonight. <laughs> no, I. And by the way, I'm not looking at your wife. Uh, the whole, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna avert my eyes the whole time. Even when she speaks, I'll be like, I am not looking at you, ma'am. No, that's, that's not a problem. Feel free. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so Minnesotan. I'm like, would you like to look at my girlfriend? <laughs> we can trade up on visuals. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah th- but I, I don't, I don't think I'm an angry drunk. Am I an angry drunk? Oh, I've never seen you act Yeah, I'm like, I might be. The, there was the time in Nashville though when you got um, roofied, and then that was when you had, kind of what you were talking about with the nicotine. He got roofied. Yeah, I got roof. The night you know, before the headphones have, yeah. have a there's microphone. A, on there's it. a microphone on it. <laughs> See, she always. Uh, Jamie, I want to talk. Right, Jamie and talk. I do a podcast <laughs> together called Snuggle Storm, and uh, in the first episode of that, she was like, she was like, I'm not talking, and she was sitting over on the couch and like doing, you know, like studying for her boards and stuff. And then like halfway through, she's like in the podcast, and then our friend Nikki Glazer has her on XM Radio, so she's she's got a lot of radio experience, but she hates it every time. She's like, I'm not doing it, and then she gets sucked in. It's like Jack Bauer on 24. You know, like, I keep trying to get out, but they keep pulling me back in. Enough deflecting. Let's get back to when he uh, thought he was dying on nicotine like I did. Yeah. So we were at a bar the night before my graduation. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
mean to do that. Microphone in my mouth. Um, Nobody's mad at you except for God. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's this guy that was hitting on him, like really hitting on him, and he, I guess, was. I think he was just really high on coke or something, just really out of it. Pete? Not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously. He wasn't Total even noticing. Guy. He was being hit yeah. out. He was so. Oh my god! Out. I'm so like high on coke. This guy was asking him to go outside, and he was just being really weird. And and Pete went to the bathroom, and I mean, I'm celebrating. I'm not paying attention. His drink was like at the bar, and when he came back within what 30 minutes, you were like. Yeah, it was. It was really crazy. Like, this guy was, he had a teal shirt on, and then he just, like, he saw me, and I don't know what, like, gay guys love me. Like, they they really do, and I'm an ally of the community, and, you know, if you're gay, I love you. Uh, and there's, like, I would say, like, just like every other community, you know, there's, like, there's, like, the majority of people are good, but this guy right. was, like, an evil, right. also gay, you know? Like, <laughs> like um, he uh, he was an evil gay. And, um, uh, like, because, like, I mean, you know, there are straight guys that are predators, and this guy was, like, a gay predator, you know? And, um... <laughs> And he, uh, yeah, the whole he he came up to me. He's like, "Hey, man." He's like, "Do you, he's like, do you want to do cocaine? Do you want to go outside?" And I was like, "No, I don't want to go outside with you." And uh, the whole time he was just like, he just wouldn't get out of his head. Like, I need to get this guy outside. And um, uh, somebody told me the next day that that's what a lot of times they'll do is they'll try to like get you to go like the back alley to do mm-hmm. cocaine, and then they rob you or you, you know, wake up in a bathtub loaded with ice and no kidneys. Yeah, <laughs> like one of those kinds of things. And so yeah, I left my drink next to Jamie, uh, who I trusted, and <laughs> trusted. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, I left my drink next to her. And then I came back, and this dude's sitting next to my drink. So I should have just been like, well, I'm not drinking this drink. And this is the night before her graduation. So uh, she warned me that we were going out with her brother, Chance. Uh, can you tell she's from the South, that mm. she, her brother has a quarterback name? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> my mama named me Chance because she took one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a Jean-Claude Van Damme line from, really? I think, yeah, one of the... the oh, that was good. Yeah. I like that. Um, so, like, the whole night, I was really... Um, I was really like drinking very slowly with Chance, even though he was like, "Shots, you guys, shots!" and um, and so like I was barely even buzzed, and then I finished the rest of this drink. And uh, do you know the comedian Mark Norman? Um, has he been in here? Yeah, he's here. Well yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name yeah. is Mark yeah. Norman. I'm gay. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't me to me. Um, uh, another impression that uh, if you look it up, you're going to be like, wow. Wow, was, he is good. Was, was really good. You are really good at the people nobody knows. I yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. No. Um, but... Um, but so Mark Norman shows up, and uh, he shows up for some reason with the Booker of Conan, and because uh, they were both in town for separate things. And in then Nashville. In Nashville. Not and, New York or L.A. Hmm. Yeah, and we're down on this Cowboy Street. The Broadway, is the, isn't that mm-hmm. what it's called? And uh, so we, we get out onto the street, and all of a sudden I start getting the, like, the wah-wahs, you know, where my brain is going like... And then next thing I know, I'm like pissing on a car tire and uh and mark's running through the street with his pants with his down. pants down and he's not roofied and i am and uh and we go to the another bar and we have one more drink and i was just like done i was i was like and then remember we were in this circle of like 10 people like arms locked and like singing songs in the middle of broadway i don't remember that but <laughs> I, I know that there were night. pictures and video from it on my phone that i took um, <laughs> Um, and but we got back to the hotel and she was like, "It's the night before my graduation. I'm gonna go night night." And then I was like, "I'm gonna throw up for hours." And I, it was like 
it was the kind of throwing up that like I don't black out completely on roofies and I don't know like because I've been roofied before and I don't know if it's because I don't have that reaction to that drug or if it's because um, men give other men a woman's dose of it you know so like if it was like supposed to be for like 150 pounds and under or whatever and then I'm a 215 pound man that I don't actually black out but all I do is I just vomit nonstop, and it was like like where I'd throw up and I couldn't even get air so I'm I'm yelling at her in the other room I'm like babe like you're a nurse you're a nurse. Come get me. You're a nurse. And she's just sound asleep. I'm not a nurse till tomorrow. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So she comes in and um, and she calms me down. I was like crying. It was it was so scary. And um, uh, yeah. And then the next day, um, like because I had gone through this whole ordeal, and then I meet her uh, her family with their dad and her stepmom, and I have to sit next to them at graduation after being a roofie. The whole family knows what happened. And so, you know, her mom was like, hey, how are you feeling? I'm like, oh, it's really bad. I feel really terrible still. And and um, then her uh, her stepdad, Tom, goes, he goes, well, it sounds like you're a candy ass to me. <laughs> In his Alabama accent. And then he slaps me on the back really hard. And then right then the graduation started. <laughs> so I'm a candy ass. Well. I got roofied. Roofied. You've had it happen before. Yeah, it happened. Uh, I was at the Cincinnati Funny Bone, and one of the waiters, uh, he was also uh, he was also gay that uh, Asterisk happened to be evil. Um, okay. And uh, he, uh, I love gay people. They're not evil. Uh, this one was. And he was, like, bragging to the staff after he roofied me. that Like, he's like, yeah, I roofied Pete, and I'm going to have sex with him. And then these uh, two waitresses, they took me back to my, like, hotel, and then they just took care of me all night. And, um, and then he got fired. Wow, but... and she actually bought that story? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. Honey, when you call me and I'm on the road with two women, they're just there saving my life because I've been roofied. Yeah. We have to take a break. We've got more uh, with Pete Lee. And check out his website, PeteLee.net. He'll be at Acme Comedy Club. The 8 o'clock show tonight and tomorrow is sold out, so there's very few left. Get on board for the 1030 show tonight and tomorrow at Acme Comedy Club. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Tom Bernard here. Hey, let me ask you, do you know me because you recognize my voice or my face? Good question, isn't it? Let me ask you another one. What do you think when I say priority courier experts? Do you know them because you recognize their trucks or do you know them by their name? Well, let me tell you something you might not know about my friends at Priority. 485 local drivers, 85 office staff, 37 million deliveries since 1997, and an opportunity for you to join their company. Drivers, you can join the fleet in your own vehicle or lease to own one of theirs. Or you can join the office staff and earn the most respectable pay in the business with 15 days off in your first year. Medical, dental, matching 401k, and a genuine chance for advancement. Just ask Jeff, who started as a customer service rep and is now company controller. Over 5,000 Minnesota companies rely on priority. Because every time you call us, we deliver. Join the team today at Priority.com. That's Priority.com. 
Welcome back to the program. I'm Dave Schrader sitting in for Tom Bernard. Tom will be back with you on Monday. Sitting to my left, the homophobic Pete Lee, who thinks all gays are people. You heard it here on the show. I just I want love to the clear. fact that you have to like try to keep clear. I'm not saying all gays are evil. Just this one had a predilection towards an evil nature. Yeah, we've come to that point where we're so afraid of offending everybody. When you just can't. Hey, you're just laying out the facts. This guy was. He wasn't a straight man trying to roofie you. That he was. No he sense. was a man who liked men uh, that happened to be evil. Uh, but that. But most men that like men are not evil whatsoever. It and could I want to be make... in the name of your podcast. Do you think? <laughs> Snuggle storm. Snuggle Maybe storm. That's like a bear term or something. They just think, oh, Pete, snuggle storm. I know you. Yeah, I smell you. He was asking for it. Yeah. Look no. at the way he's dressed with that beard and all he's asking for. That pretty mouth. Why'd you make it so pretty if you didn't want it? I, uh, I want to make it so pretty. I want to make it clear that both of these uh, evil gays were white. You know? Um, <laughs> Are you just saying that because the the American black man is at the end of the table? I just want to. I just yeah. I'm not a bigot. Um, they were white. Never said you were, Pete. No, thank you. <laughs> but JB will not make eye contact with you anymore. <laughs> You're fine, Pete. Thank you very much. Thank you. And by fine, he means you're fine. <laughs> I mean, Here, you want a drink? Hand him one. Yeah, I've been doing squats, you know? Uh, <laughs> I've been trying to work out the old powerhouse, and uh, yeah, it attracts the guys. <laughs> right, well, you can't love the one you want, love the one you're with, right? <laughs> yeah. or, the, or the two in the bar that were there to help. Exactly. Yeah, we're there to help, don't worry. He got the assist <laughs> from Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's fantastic i yeah. love gay people the dr- <laughs> you're over going now yeah. you are you're asking for you're asking for another roofie colada at the uh, acne comedy club oh god yeah you gotta be careful with that. I have, a lot of people bring me when i've gone out to locations and we, i was at a thing called dragon con in atlanta mm-hmm. have you ever heard of this i've heard of that it's monstrous it's like you, you know like the san diego comic-con wishes it was dragon con mm. it's mad it takes over like four uh, hotels Jeez. and we were sitting there and i was for, for this tv show i was on and a book i'd written so i'm sitting at, at the table mm-hmm. and this guy comes up on his uh, rascal scooter <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he comes tooling up to me and he goes my mom makes cookies for all the celebrities and he reaches down and hands me this little tupperware tub and i eat nothing people hand me i just no. don't especially this guy mm-hmm. and and he's like eat one <laughs> and I go, I'll eat it. I just had lunch. Just one. Just eat one. They're good. My mom made them. I'm like, I uh, really, I'm not real hungry. And then he, so he keeps badgering me, and I'm like, oh, fine. I pop the lid off. I pick up a cookie, and I hold it up, and then I look at him, and I look at the cookie, and there's this long gray hair <laughs> hanging out of the cookie. And I look at it, and I hold it out for him to see the long gray hair, and I put it back in the tub, and I close it, and I push it back. I go, I won't be eating those cookies. <laughs> oh, you're a dick. And he grabs a bucket. <laughs> he grabs a bucket. Drives down like four and then hands it to Kevin Sorbo. TV's Hercules? TV's Hercules. (laughs) So I I stepped back watching to see what could possibly happen as Kevin Sorbo, because you don't force Kevin Sorbo to do anything, right? No. He ate a cookie. He ate the cookie. He ate a cookie. Kevin Sorbo's a wussy. And now he's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin Sorbo. The show is canceled. No, I I won't eat things people hand me or drinks. Mm. Although when I went to Scotland, a few years ago, and I'm with this big tour group, and the tour guide goes, most of the bars are closed, but I know a good bar. We go in, and we're standing around, and this guy standing next to me goes, Jeff, he goes, I think uh, 
I think this is a gay bar. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not. Because and, and I start looking around. I'm like, oh my god, guys are kissing guys, and there's no women. This might be a gay bar. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all these women come in. I go, oh, see, it just was a matter of time. That was just a one-off gay couple, and then the girls start making out. I'm like, well, this is weird. I go well, up to the this bar. Is getting better. I go up to the bar to get a drink, and I'm standing there. And all of a sudden, I feel this tap on my shoulder, and I turn around. And there's like this five foot six guy, and he goes, "Where are you from?" <laughs> I go, "I'm from America." What part of America? And I tell him, and he goes, "I'm going to go out and sing a little Otis Redding. Would you like me to sing to you?" And I go, "Sure." He goes, "Do you know Otis Redding?" And I go, "Do I?" Sitting on the dock of the bay, get out! You know Otis. So he takes, <laughs> buys me a drink, takes me over, and then makes me stand in front of him while he sings, sitting on the dock of the bay to me as I sat there drinking. And I kept looking back at my group. I'm like, "Yeah." For one night, I knew what it was like to feel like the pretty girl. Everybody kept buying me drinks at the bar, but I would have to be there and take it from the bartender. Oh, yeah, because you didn't want to. I, no. I and think it would have been really over there. funny ballsy. if in that story you would have gotten very aroused while he was singing to you. I didn't say I wasn't. I didn't say I wasn't. And presented that to yeah. the bar. Was it bad that I kept sucking my finger while he was singing it? Is that is that sending mixed messages? If, by, if the word bad means alluring. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. So we're going to come to your comedy show, and while you're doing it, I'm just sit there and <laughs> suck my finger through the whole show. And then God. I'm going to buy you a couple of a double whiskey, and we're going to have shots. What do you think? I love that. Right. I'll, I'll do that. That's perfect. Yeah, I'll take a whiskey from Honey, you. We should go. Let's go to the 1030 show tomorrow night. Tomorrow night? Yeah. All right. You want to do that? Sure. Right, it's, a no. it's, a, it's, it's a hoot. It's, it's a, a hoot. It's a hoot. All right, we're not going. He said it's a hoot. I'm out. You know I say that. I, I know. That's so... what I said. I don't want to go. He makes fun of my Minnesota home. accent all the time. I I have it so strongly. Um, I, when I was in New York City for 12 years, I went to uh, vocal training, so that, like dialect training, so that I could lose my Minnesota, Wisconsin acting for acting or accent for acting roles. And um, I step one foot off the plane, and I'm like, oh yeah, oh, okay, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. Yeah, she's brutal with the <laughs> throwing. Where's your shoes? I'm like, what? Your shoes? Why are you talking like that? Where does it go? And the drunker she gets. Oh my God! It's like you're seen out of Fargo. It's horrible. I love it. Yeah. Until, until you're out in a bar with a bunch of people and your wife's like, "Oh, honey, I'm gonna go buy another drink. Do you want any?" <laughs> I don't know her. I'm not with her. At least I'm polite to I ask know, if you, you need anything. She's a very polite drunk. We're all, we're all polite in Minnesota, and like I remember this biker dude came up to me and uh and like and it, like it was after a show because I sell t-shirts and stuff and um I was like he was like so huge and menacing. Thing that I thought I was gonna die, and uh, and he was just silent for a second, and I was like, I'm uncomfortable with silence. And, <laughs> and then he's like, Oh my god, my wife and I just loved your show. <laughs> he's like, You are super duper. Super duper. <laughs> yeah, we'd like to know if you want to come over some hot dish tonight oh. after the program. Oh yeah, for some hot dish. Yeah, okay. tater tot casserole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta. That's a staple. Yeah, we're coming over and we're wearing oven mitts. <laughs> Um, Have you had to deal with the Minnesota long goodbye? I do it every night on stage. Oh my God. I literally do. I start saying goodbye at minute 45, and then uh, I, I, tonight I have to be on time for the shows. Uh, like, Well, not for the shows, but like on stage I have to do like exactly 50 minutes because mm -hmm. we have a, a shift change uh, to get in the second show. 
But on Tuesday night, I was having so much fun, and it was like minute 50, and I was like, all right, I got to go, I got to go. And then it was an hour 20, and I ended up doing an hour 20. And, uh, like, that's almost a whole other show that I did, And um, but I, just because I couldn't say goodbye. So you're like the Bruce Springsteen of comedy. I am, yeah. You just keep giving extra on that show, huh? Yeah, I'm not the boss, I'm the intern. You're like that in real life, too, though. What? You're like that in real life. Like, we'll be trying to say goodbye to people, and it just lasts for forever. Well, it's just, I, I'm like, from Chicago. When I say goodbye, I'm out the door and my wife happened. is like oh but then did you go out to the perkins has got a good deal on pie i'm like honey we gotta go oh i know anyway you guys should come over before you go out of town again and oh. well it was cassie came out to tell me to get people in here and it's like yeah i'm trying to get them to stop, stop talking. talking yeah because pete kept talking to her <laughs> yeah it's it's so weird because i i have social anxiety too so like before i go somewhere a lot of times i'm like i don't want to go i don't want to go it's going to be bad nobody's going to be nice there and then i'm there like nine hours past because i'm like i don't want to say goodbye this is good <laughs> it ended up being good and it's every time yeah it's every single time mm-hmm. <sighs> So what's it like then when you have that social anxiety when you do get that occasional clunker that just the show fails and you can't figure out why? Oh, yeah. Does that just eat you alive? Then I just don't want to go back. Uh, <laughs> no, it. I mean, it's rare that I have like a full-on, you know, bomb because at this point I have so I have so such a big catalog of material that mm-hmm. I can draw on. But like a bomb to me now is where the crowd kind of sucks and then I have to go kind of play a greatest hits and it'll be like a greatest hits of, of today and yesteryear. Right. Um, I sound like an ad. 70s, 80s and today. <laughs> Pete Lee live at Acme. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's really what a bomb is now. And, and it's where the crowd, you know, they'll laugh hard, but then they go like, <laughs> and then it, it ends, and so you have a hard time even catching your breath because yep. you have to go into the next thing really quickly, and um, it doesn't feel good. It, like like you're not you're not feeling it when you're on stage, but you're faking it. You're smiling through the set, and those are the sets where you're looking at your timer going, and your your timer's like uh, forty nine. 58 49 59 <laughs> and then you're like good night um but th- those sets are pretty rare but uh they, they do they definitely do happen and it's it's such it's so weird because it's not comedy it's a filibuster you know <laughs> and then you get the crowd come the crowd comes out and they're like oh my god great show because they loved it like they they uh you know you worked your ass off and you did your job and um i remember seinfeld said it one time he goes he goes, you're not supposed to have fun on stage. They're supposed to have fun. Right. So, like, when it's a tough crowd, you got to kill anyway, and you got to, you know, you just got to go for it and do it and expend all your energy because that's your job that night, you know. It's not to snap on the crowd and be like, you guys suck, and, right. you know, throw a tantrum, like a childish tantrum. Well, but, anxiety is, can be very painful, though. Yeah. I mean, I suffer from social anxiety, and I dated a young lady once this is about 10 years ago and we walked into a bar and i swear it was a scene out of a movie where everything stopped because i was the only black person in the bar guys were shooting pool this was a guy <laughs> on stage playing live music and it felt like everything just stopped and, walked everybody, in and, they went, <laughs> and everybody just kind of went it's <laughs> <laughs> <just> like <laughs> And sat down and just shut down, and she couldn't figure out what was wrong with me. And it's like, you didn't see that, didn't you? Didn't you see all those people stare at me? You know, and yeah, I, I that has to be. 
I, I don't even know if that's. I mean, because that's like a real fight or flight yeah, thing, where you're, you're sensing almost real, real danger. Although most of those guys are too big of pussies to ever like walk up to you or anything like that. But it is a. They're sending you real threat energy. Um, so yeah, like at that point I go, man, do you have social anxiety or, or are you just realistic? <laughs> like, are you just reading the room and going, this is bad. That's just like, good perception. That you're yeah. Well, when we were going to meet a group of her friends and, you know, they were all like, why is he so quiet? Why? You know, but then they would only talk about them, each other and themselves and high school and all that stuff. And it's like, well, I have nothing in common with you people. In what do you mean by case. you people? <laughs> oh, man. He got you on that one. Yes, he did. <laughs> but, yeah, that is, a, that is a weird thing because you either uh, – you either have to like lean in and then look thirsty, you know, like, what do you mean? What, what was Chad cool? What are you talking about? Chad for, what, is he a nice guy? Did, right. did he date my girlfriend? You know, like, or you can just sit back and be like, this is boring and I don't want to participate, which I think is a stronger stance. <laughs> I have uh, it's funny cause how many of us, and I think even Tom has levels of it with social anxiety. I'm not good one-on-one. Like, if you and I just meant we were standing out there, I'd be looking at the ground and not talking. Yeah. We get into an environment where I'm in a crowd or I can do this, I can talk for eight hours. And then, but you get me into these smaller groups, and I'll go out and and I'll do, you know, room 250 people and do one of my talks, and I got people laughing and engaged and having a good time. And then I get off stage, and they come over to talk to me, and it's like, "Eh, I don't want to be here. Don't look at me directly, you know? (laughs) And they think, oh, man, he's such a schmuck. Why is he so pompous? It's just like, no, I just, I, I shut down and lock up. That's... I, I think that there, I, I identify with that a lot because I do, you know, I do the shows and then I do the meet and greet afterwards right. and, um, you know, sell the t-shirts and stuff. And um, I had a therapist once that told me that part of that isn't that I don't like one-on-one conversations. Part of it's that I just used up all of my energy and then now, and like it also felt good to have the roar of the crowd after right. every single, you know, note of the show. And then now I'm standing in front of somebody that has weird energy, you know, like, like it could be, could be their energy. And just like we talked before, like you're being perceptive that, that, it, you know, something's off. Cause I guarantee that you talk to people often where you don't even think about social anxiety when you're talking to them because it just feels good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like good. There's a, a good energy flow, but there are people that come up after the shows and they are, they are a black hole uh, of they're like an energy fun sponge and they just keep <laughs> taking you have that minimal was my, energy that was my band name in the 80s fun sponge. <laughs> energy, fun sponge. energy yeah. fun sponge but um but no i i identify with that a, a lot where and, and sometimes sometimes you get a group of people after the show during the meet and greet that they have like very fun nice relaxed energy and other times it's just weird it, yeah. it, it feels really weird and um you know, but between person to person, um, you know, the energy is so different. So, you, like, sometimes when it's a when it's a group of people that have really good energy, I'm like, please stay. Like, right. please stay. <laughs> Don't let them behind you go. Well, bring your positive energy to Acme Comedy Club tonight, tomorrow, 1030. Come on out and see Pete Lee. You can also check out his website at PeteLee.net. You can check out his podcast, Snuggle Storm. Snuggle Storm. You can go to iTunes or anywhere that you listen to podcasts and uh, look up Snuggle Storm. You can follow me on Instagram at PeteLee, PeteLee, PeteLee. And then uh, my Twitter is Pete Lee Tweets. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Tom Bernard will be back with us on Monday live in studio with Catherine. Thank you for tuning in.